Welcome to the Modern Meinhof Podcast. I am your host, Richard Huffman, expert in all things Modern Meinhof Red Army Faction. Uh, this is the only podcast devoted to, yet unaffiliated with, the Modern Meinhof Gang. We talk about left-wing urban German terrorism, um, student radicalism, terrorism of the 1970s, and other related ephemera. Um, and this will be a short podcast. I just wanted to give people an update, people who have visited and enjoy my site. And if you haven't been there lately, I um, just turned on, um, turned the switch on a major redesign of my site. I spent about three weeks working on and uh, something I should have done like five, four years ago. But, but I finally got around to revamping my site. And what I did was I converted it all to a CMS WordPress site. So what, what that means is, is unlike before where it was entirely written in HTML, now it's written with a content management system where I can, where each article and post is its own distinct entity. And, and it's a lot easier to update because the old site was huge, but it was impossible to update. And, and I just, would leave it. <laughs> the front page is like literally three years old and I hardly changed things because it was so hard to do. I mean, I literally would forget how to do HTML in the interim and I just wouldn't even bother. And this, this way here, hopefully it'll be a lot better. So definitely check it out if you haven't been on my site lately and tell me what you think. Um, among the cool things on the new site is I, uh, there's a forum on there and so far it has a single post and response by me. Um, if you are interested in talking or have questions, like there's a section there where you can ask questions of me and I'll try to answer them. And then there's other debate and other stuff. And so far nothing. It's only been a couple days, but definitely feel free to post any questions or comments or thoughts. Um, it also, the, the website also has much better and more easily accessible sections so you can listen to old podcasts and find interviews and see the timeline and other stuff. Anyway, I put just a crazy amount of work into it. Um, hopefully you'll like it. Um, and it is, it's the fourth version of the site. It's, it's weird to think that I put this site up like almost like about 14 years ago. And what's amazing is how much of the content actually dates back 14 years ago, which is one of the problems. There's a lot of stuff on the site. I originally put it up there to make it, to provide a much more factual basis of information because the stuff that was available in the late nineties was really off the wall, just inaccurate stuff on the internet. So I wanted to have something more factual. Well, ironically, I got a lot of stuff wrong too. And as I'm posting it on the news, I'm realizing, oh my God, this has been on my site for all these years and it's, well, it's wrong. So I'm trying to update and change stuff as I know new facts and new stuff has come to light and it'll be a lot easier. And also it'll be easier for other people to edit too. So if somebody else is interested in editing my site both grammatically or factually and and would like a role doing that i'm happy to give it to you just send me an email at richard at richardhuffman.com or go to my contact page on the website um, because i can now assign people to be editors and contributors and if you have something especially if you were interested in cleaning up my grammar or adding new stuff let me know uh let's see anyway 
Um, other bits of news before I get into the main topic of today, the Verena, Verena Becker trial, who is the former Bader Meinhof Red Army Faction gang member who is on trial for killing federal prosecutor Siegfried Buback in 1977. Um, she is on trial right now and the trial continues and, and, uh, one of the former gang members of the time, Christian Klar, who was in jail for almost 30 years before being released a couple of years ago, he's refusing to testify, but a lot of former police officers are testifying and high ranking anti-terrorism officials. And they're really painting a much broader and more specific um, picture of the killing of Bubak than people have ever known before. So it's really fascinating when it's all the whole trial said and done. I'll probably do a podcast talking specifically about the killing of Bubak and, and why so much of it's been such a mystery for so many years. But anyway, uh, the reason for today's podcast is I wanted to talk about something that's going on that was chilling happening in Berlin um, right now. And uh, in, in Berlin yesterday, police bomb disposal um, uh, units actually diffused a petrol bomb that was left on train tracks um, right next to the main Berlin train station. And, um, and a group called the Hecla Reception Committee um, claimed responsibility and said it was um, in response to Germany's participation in the Afghanistan war and their role as an arms merchant and other stuff. And, and this is, this is like the third bomb in a row in several days, one that went off all targeting, I think the train systems. And it was chilling to me because it, it has such obvious parallels to what was going on 40 years ago when my dad was the head of the U S bomb disposal unit in Berlin, Germany, and he was diffusing uh, left-wing bombs left in response to Germany and America's participation in another war that they felt was wrong and imperialistic. Um, so, so it was it was a little creepy to read that in the newspaper. I actually read it to my dad, who I was at the gym with this morning, and I and I read it with him on a treadmill right next to me, and we both found the parallels kind of distinct. And and you know, for the most part, I tend to dismiss parallels for the longest time every time i would hear of some new bombing somewhere in the world or some new proto-revolutionary group or 9-11 or anything i'd immediately go well it's just like you know it's just like germany in the 1970s and i would list out all the ways it's similar and and it's a really um non-illuminative thing to do because there's invariably many more things that make these situations different than they make them parallel. So it's, so it's really, um, you have to, I have to caution myself not to get too involved in, in the whole, wow, this is just like 1970 kind of thought process because, because often it's utterly not true. Um, but this, I don't know, just strikes me as different. Um, when you think about the milieu of 68, 69 and 70, there was tons of, um, of uh, low-level attacks, anti-capitalist attacks, people doing anywhere from graffiti to low-level bombs that were designed to, you know, injure or not injure people, but but destroy property. Um, literally all over Germany, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of these were going on, and um, and 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 in Germany right now, in the past couple of years alone, literally close to a thousand 
luxury cars have been firebombed across Germany and nobody's particularly taken responsibility for this, but it's, it, it, it feels very much like what was going on in the sixties. And, and then some people started taking it to another level, making much bigger bombs, including a young woman named Gudrun Enslin, her friend or her boyfriend, uh, Andres Botter and their two friends, uh, Horst Solein and, and Torwald Prohl. And they went into a, um, two Frankfurt department stores and let off some um, some timed uh, gas bombs that destroyed like the entire floors of these two department stores in Frankfurt shortly after Easter in 1968. Um, they were taking it to a next the next level. And um, a couple years after that, they took it to an even bigger level where they went fully underground and became overt terrorists and had no compunction against the thought of killing people and injuring people. And that's what this worries me. These bombs here, um, on one level there, it's hard to know what they were thinking because apparently it was like a, a petrol bomb laid against the train tracks, which could not possibly do any damage despite what some people are suggesting. I mean, it would, it, it, it seems designed to just be a big, loud explosion that really wouldn't do anything. Cause that's not the kind of thing that maybe probably could do anything. I, I, you know, it's hard to know, but, um, but you don't know what's going on in the minds of these people. They're following the script of the RAF. They are releasing communiques. They are doing it on, you know, against, um, these imperialist wars, you know, where they're partnering with America. It just feels creepy similar. And, and the milieu at the time was the same, you know, right now there's tons of these protests going across, America and now spreading to Europe, this Occupy Wall Street movement. And it feels similar to the 60s protests in a way that the anti-war protests of, of like eight, seven, eight years ago didn't in that they feel organic and messy and optimistic and not wrote and planned like those anti-war protests did. And it was that milieu in the 60s that ironically led or to a certain extent led certain people to move to more radical stuff because they felt those protests didn't do any good. They felt that the government didn't listen to them and just cracked down on them. And they figured, well, the only real solution is bombs and, and guns. And, and of course that's what worries me now. Um, so I, I did a post on it on my homepage. You can read it. And I, and I come to the conclusion, I mean, at least I literally, I come to the conclusion. I, I know nothing, but my best guess is, is, are we looking towards a new wave of the Red Army faction? And I, I don't think so. And I think for no other reason that policing is so very much more effective now and better. Um, police are just very effective and they have their hooks in every part of our lives electronically and other ways to make it a lot harder. And certainly the Bader-Meinhof gang, which you knew you had, you knew these people, you had their faces yet like 20 to 30 of them were on the run for two solid years. And we knew what they looked like. We knew their names. And for two solid years, they were completely on the run and, and almost never captured um, in the early 70s. It was, um, that just simply cannot happen nowadays. Um, but the, the uh, Daily Mail in, in the UK today did a big article and it was the entirety of the article was overtly drawing the connections to the Red Army faction. They're basically, and the Daily Mail is, is a tabloid and they, they, it's sex and drugs and violence. That's what 
all they cover. But um, they, I mean, they just, they, they basically said it's the second coming of the Red Army faction, which of course is ridiculous and irresponsible because the Red Army faction simply doesn't exist. There's, there's no group called the Red Army faction. They haven't been around for, uh, for, for over a decade. And really they haven't been around for 20 years. And a new group might call themselves that or say we're the spiritual successor, but it is definitely not a new ver it is definitely not a, a continuation of the Red Army faction. It seems irresponsible, but their overall point, it's hard for me to not, you know, have the same questions they do. So it's kind of creepy and kind of scary. And I'll, uh, I'm going to keep a strong eye on it. <laughs> Hopefully, um, you know, the, the big lesson that I would hope this Hecla reception committee, and of course it's called Hecla reception committee because it's named after the, uh, or actually the full name of it, as they said in their, their communique was Hecla reception committee initiative for more eruptions in society. And of course that's, um, a reference to the, uh, the, the Icelandic volcano that blew up and, and caused massive disruption all across Germany for travel because planes couldn't fly and other stuff. And, um, Anyway, so so the lesson I would hope they would take from the era that they may in fact be inspired by is that the Red Army faction didn't accomplish anything. And in fact, you could say 100% of their accomplishments or almost 100% of their accomplishments were the opposite of what they intended. They wanted Germany to be a freer society. They wanted Germany to be less, you know, a militaristic. What they managed to do is make Germany be a more conservative society, at least governmentally, a, a government that is more willing to step on civil liberties in the um, name of protection against terrorism. Um, Germany dramatically strengthened their laws, dramatically increased their, um, their police um, coverage across the, the state. Um, there, there was no, in terms of what the RAF wanted, they didn't accomplish any of that. What they did was made the state stronger. And, um, that absolutely is what would happen here if somebody were to start beginning a, 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 a homegrown bombing campaign across, um, across Germany, um, in the way it will absolutely make the state that they claim to be opposing stronger. It happened in America over the last decade and it would happen again in Germany. So I would encourage them to maybe instead of following the paths of Ulrike Meinhof, Gudrun Enslin, Andres Bader, perhaps consider what Joschka Fischer, Fischer did and the, and the, the message that Rudy Duchka was sending, which is rather than setting off bombs, take that long march to the institutions, become part of government, become business leaders and change the government from within. That's why the green party is, you know, shares power. And that's why all of these, um, these, uh, those types of people have been successful because they resisted that temptation for quote, easy solutions. And they took that long march and tried to change their society from within. Um, anyway, that's my message. So, um, wrapping up, hopefully I, I, I have some, some hopeful interviews coming up soon. Um, nothing certain, but, uh, when I do have them, I'll post them. Uh, apologize if you're, if you have the, subscribed to the iTunes feed and all of a sudden the, the feed got moved around and yada, yada, yada. It was part of the, um, part of the, uh, efforts to do the new site. I think I've got it all figured out now. Thank you for listening and we will talk to you next time. Bottom